a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Really pleased to welcome back. He was a former Utah guard, and now he, he left for a year and then came back. He is back for more, and that is Utah guard Booth Gotch. Booth, how are you, man? Pretty good. How you doing, Trevor? Doing pretty good. So uh, we haven't really talked to you since you left the program a couple years ago. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. After you know two solid seasons at Utah, you entered the portal. What led you to leave Utah? Uh, you know, for me, it was all about you know family situations. I had a bunch of family stuff going on with my mother at the time. Uh, she's going through a bunch of you know surgeries and things like that for her back. Uh, and just for me, it's just all about being closer to family and seeing my family as well. And also, you know, during the pandemic, you know, I had a few band playing members that got, you know, hit with coronavirus and things like that and weren't doing too well. So for me, I just want to be closer for because, you know, previously when I was here at Utah, I already got the chance to see him. I was probably seeing him once a year. So for me, I thought, you know, having the opportunity to be closer to home, you know, things like that. And eventually I did get to see him a lot more, you know, it was a good thing. And that is always a good thing when, whenever you're able to be closer to home. And I'm glad that's kind of worked out that, you know, the way that it is. So when you were playing for the Golden Gophers, you know, closer to home, playing in, you know, a different conference, still a big time conference. Was there a difference playing in the Pac-12 compared to the Big Ten? Was there a difference as far as competition style of play? Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing I realized, you know, in the Big Ten, it was more physical. You know, you got guys, you know, it's all about, you know, getting banged up and things like that, being more physical. You know, just using just using your body to you know to the fullest and things like that. Compared to the pack draw, where it's more of a you know passer face, you know free flowing up and down the court and things like that. So those are some of the biggest things I took away between uh, the two conferences. How was your one year back home? Uh, it was it was good. You know, we had you know really good teams to start off with. Uh, you know, Coach Pino being the head coach, things like that. Uh, starting off, we were you know top twenty in the country for some time and things like that. So we had a pretty good run. Obviously, uh, we didn't. It didn't end how we all wanted to as a team, but, you know, for that, it was it was great. I learned a lot of things, you know, being in Minnesota. And for me, uh, it was a good thing because I was, you know, like I said, I was being back home closer to family and things like that and I had the chance to be around them, you know, a lot more and just, just being being able to see them and just play in front of them, you know, was a really big thing for them as well. After the one year there, you then go went went, went back into the portal. What led you to go there? Was it mainly the coaching change? Th- things were, were better at home to where you felt like you could, you could maybe go back out to the state? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, for me, it was, you know, it was a coaching change. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ben Johnson, who's there right now, 
you know, amazing guy, you know, on and off the court. You know, he's got a really great coaching staff as well. And for me, it's just all about, you know, like I said, Richard Patino and his coaching staff recruited me to come to Minnesota. And I knew some of the guys, you know, previously from high school. So, you know, I built a relationship with him over time and them over time. So for me, it's just all about new coaching change. And I just feel like, you know, for my last year, I just wanted to be somewhere where, I know, I kind of knew a coaching staff that's, you know, familiar with my game and, you know, had a vision for me. So when those offers piled up the second time around, did you think you would be coming back to Utah or or did it take some some work from uh, Craig and the guys? Yeah, I mean, it takes some work. You know, I had, you know, a few Pac-12 schools uh, reach out to me, you know, that were highly interested in me and you know, committing to the schools and things like that. And then obviously Utah comes in and DeMarlo, you know, who, who was here my freshman year, mm-hmm. you know, we had a really good relationship that we built over time. Uh, he's always there there for me and, all, you know, whenever I, you know, you know Questions answered and things like that. He was always there. So we built that relationship and just having him on this coaching staff and having Coach Smith, who's, you know, we tried to recruit me at least three or four times, you know, made it easier, you know, to, you know, to handle that process. So, What was your uh, thoughts when Larry was uh, fired after 10 seasons? I, I mean, you ended up playing for him and he's the one who brought you to Utah as, long, as well as DeMarlo and company. But, you know, just after 10 years seeing the, you know, change in, in coaching staff at Utah, what was your reaction? Man, you know, it's, it's always, you know, it's always, you know, sucks to see a coach, you know, lose a job, you know, things like that, just because, you know, they have family and stuff like that. You know, I'm a, you know, coach, you know, when I first came here, I think, you know, some of the records weren't, you know, as good as, you know, they were when he built it up. So he kind of, you know, he built up this program to, you know, to be what it was, you know, at Utah. You know, I'll say it's one of the programs that people say is, you know, it's a really good program in the Pac-12. So, you know, you know, something I always got to start from somewhere. And I just feel like he built the foundation around here just to make sure Utah is, you know, is at a place that it is right now. But, you know, for him, he's a, you know, he's a really good guy that, you know, I enjoy being around, you know, really good, good coaching staff. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, that are twitching things up and things like that around the media and things like that. But, you know, for me, I enjoyed my, you know, when he was your coach here, he's a really good guy, really good coaching staff. So. Did Craig try to get you to go to up to Logan when you went into the portal the very first time? Yes, he did. Yes. He tried to get me to come up to Logan ever since I was in high school. I'm on he came to uh, recruit me since uh, when I was in Arizona at a prep school. He came there a few times, uh, trying to recruit me, and then when I went to the transport as well. So, you know, third time to charm. So, so yeah, he's been he's been around for some time. What was the uh, reaction from from your teammates like Riley, Bahat, Brandon, Jackson, and others when when they found out you were coming back? Man, they were excited. You know, those 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 are some of my best friends. You know, we built a relationship. You know, during the time I was here, you know, we're all really good guys. We're all close to each other. So. You know, we still got the connection, you know, to this day. You know, we're all saying, you know, still every day, every weekend. We're all trying to look for activities to do. So those guys are excited, man. They're looking forward to running the back with me. So what has gotten better in your game since leaving, you know, a couple years ago uh, to where it is now? Man, for me, I'm, I'm like, I'm always, I'm always going to keep working on my game. You know, for one thing about me, I'm never satisfied. No matter how, you know, I, you know, talented someone can say I am but I'm never satisfied I'm always looking forward to work and for me it's all about you know still getting my shot right so trying to play more aggressive trying to get stronger in the weight room and things like that so for me uh, I'm never satisfied so you know I'm always trying to work so that's always gonna be my answer I'm never satisfied I'm gonna keep working I know that you know coming back to Utah there's some you know teammates from when you were here the very first time but it's a whole different system a whole different coaching staff what are some of the you know differences from what Larry did to what Craig's doing now uh, I would say, you know, every, every coaching staff has different philosophies on what they go by. Uh, just being here with Coach Gay for two years and going to Minnesota, then come back here. Every single coaching staff is different. You know, they always got their own way of doing things. So I would say, you know, you can't really compare what's really different and what's, you know, the same because every coach is different. Uh, 
you know, it's basketball, you know, basketball is a simple sport, so you can't make it too complicated. So I would just say everyone has their own philosophy, their own way of doing things. So, you know. I've actually talked to every player and coach about this and, you know, I, I just find it really, really fascinating. And I know fans are probably getting sick of me talking about this, but Craig Smith is very energetic. You know, I find it really hard to believe for a coach at, you know, division one college basketball coach who has, you know, probably doesn't sleep much at night to still bring in that, that positive energy, the, you know, just really hype you up and just constant energy all the time. I don't know how he does it. I asked him how he did it and he didn't really have an answer for me. But right. it, is that something kind of different for you to have a guy, you know, who has that kind of mindset to where he, you know, you're, you're wanting to run and run through a brick wall for Oh man, yeah, it's you know when you see a coach like that, it's contagious. It just it just spreads through the whole program. When you got a head coach, you know who's at the, you know the head of the snake. You know he's always there for you. You know high energy, excited about everything. I mean, it just carries down, you know, to the to the last guy. So seeing someone like that, he kind of reminds me of my one of my mentors that I have. He was coaching me in the AAU circuit. Uh, he's always high energy and things like that. And just you know it's just contagious throughout the whole team. Guys are happy. Guys are ready to work. And we you know. And we see when you have a coach like that, you know, you always got his back. You're always going to run the court and play hard and try to win with him. So, Craig, you know, Coach Smith, you know, that, that's him. You know, he got, he's always full of energy. We all love it here. I actually heard you use a Larryism uh, talking about the uh, head of the snake. You probably didn't mm-hmm. realize you used it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's something that we're all going to have to get used to as far as no, of, of not hearing. But uh, obviously, things are going in, you know, a different direction with Craig. What, what can running Ute fans expect from you guys coming up this season with, you know, so many new faces two years ago when you were here, it, it was one of the youngest uh, teams in college basketball. Right. And you, and obviously, you know, Timmy and Ian and all those guys have left. You guys have a lot of veteran pieces now. It, it, mm-hmm. It's a little bit different from when you were, you were here before. Um, so, so what should fans kind of look for as they get ready for college basketball season? Uh, just look for, you know, a running use team that's going to have fun every game, you know, every night. We're always going to go out there and have fun. You know, basketball is just, you know, it's all about having fun, you know. Well, you know one of, one of our job is, you know, to win games and entertain the fans and just, just have fun out there, you know. So that's one thing we're trying to, you know, bring out to the fans. Just have fun, play hard, and just, just try to win, you know. Did you ever think when, when you went back home that you would end up back at Utah eventually? Yeah, I, I didn't, you know. So this is, you know, you never can tell what the future holds, but, you know, hey, I'm, I'm back here. So I'm, I'm happy to be back here and you know, it feels good. All right, Booth. Well, obviously, we look forward to watching you again uh, in, in a uh, Utah uniform coming up this season. Best of luck. And uh, obviously, I really do appreciate you joining me. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.